Hi, Creative. It's Lauren here. I just want to remind you that if you love the podcast, the best way to support the show is by leaving it a rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Actually, Spotify just started accepting ratings. So go ahead and rate it on there and tell all your friends to do it because it's super simple. It takes literally one second. I mean, maybe four seconds, but it's really quick. And uh, another great way to support the show is by sharing it with a friend or posting about it on social media. If you do post it on social media, tag me at Lauren LaGrasso and at Unleash Your Inner Creative, and I will repost to share my gratitude. And remember to tag the guests too, so they can also share. Okay, now let's get to the show. Have you ever had a mentor? Have you ever had someone mentor you? Today, you're going to meet my new editor of Unleash Your Inner Creative. She's a superstar Michigan State student on a mission to achieve her dreams. From today's chat, you'll learn how we met, how we've acclimated to working together, what goes into a good mentor and mentee relationship, and much more. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren LaGrasso. I'm Lauren LaGrasso. I'm an award-winning podcast host and producer, singer-songwriter, and multi-passionate creative. And this show is meant to give you tools to claim your right to creativity, take fear out of the driver's seat, and love, trust, and know yourself enough to pursue whatever it is that's on your heart. On the show, we explore the creative process and journey, mental health, self-development, spirituality, and everything it means to be a human and become more human. Today's guest is Rachel Fulton. Rachel is a podcaster, producer, and student best known for hosting the Impact 89 FM's podcast, The State, and for being the director of podcasting for WDBM, which is the top position at Michigan State University's student radio station, The Impact. She's studying journalism at Michigan State, which also happens to be my alma mater. And the reason she's here today, as I mentioned, is because she is the latest addition to the Unleash fam as my editor and mentee. And I can't wait for you to meet her. When I was looking for someone to work with me on Unleash, I kept saying, I want to hire a little me. And when I met Rachel, I was blown away by our similarities. We have such a similar work ethic, packing our schedules to the brim with what we love. We have an enthusiasm for life and a passion for podcasting. Today, we'll share the story of how we met and came to work together, what it's been like building our working relationship and mentee slash mentor relationship, how to take criticism well, the difference between her college experience and mine, how to manage mental health as a college student, and her journey of finding her place in the world through her passion. Oh, and before we get started, we kind of just jumped right in talking because we were chatting ahead of time and thought it would be interesting to share what we were talking about. So be prepared to just go right in with us after this. Now here she is, the wonderful and talented Rachel Fulton. Whenever I go to like a job interview, they always ask like, what's your strengths? What's your weakness or something? And my weakness is always like taking criticism because really? sometimes like if I get that, yes. I feel you like know, you're really good like, at taking criticism. I try to be, but like inside, sometimes it's like boiling. Like I'm like, well, you oh. hide it pretty well. I, I mean, try. I'd say most of the I... time you hide it well. And if not, like we talk about it, you know? Yeah. I've gotten better. Like yeah. I totally have gotten better. Like, especially you know, working with you and stuff, I've, I'm learning, like it's a learning experience, but like, you know, I used to work in retail and stuff. And whenever I was like, you know, shamed for doing something, yeah. I would just like take it home with me and I would be so pissed. 
Well, shaming is so different. And, you know, it's interesting because like when you're saying that I as early as kindergarten, remember there were two teachers in my kindergarten class. There was a teacher and a teacher's aide. And I remember one of them would be like, if they said something mean to me, as I perceived it, like probably just like literally teaching me, I'd be like, Mm -hmm. they're the bad guy today. And then it would swap the next day. I just think it's like this weird thing that I have within myself to think that I need to like see things as good or bad or black and white and nothing is in life. And it's so frustrating, especially for someone who has like, which we're going to get into mental health, but for somebody who struggles with anxiety, like it's deeply frustrating that everything is gray. Yeah. I hear you. I totally hear you. Okay. So we need to like introduce you. I'm sitting here with Rachel Fulton, who has been helping me edit my podcast now since July. Is that true? Yeah, Yeah. July. Okay. So we've been working together for a minute. We first met a long time before that. I took a long ass time to make a decision on this. Really made her sweat it out. Which is great. Well, I don't know (laughs) if it's great, but it's like it's where I was at at the time and what I had to do in order to make what I felt was like the right choice. But I loved you from the minute I met you because you had this infectious energy. Like you were so excited about life. I kept saying, like, I want to hire a young me. And in a lot of ways, you remind me of a young version of myself. You know, you're working basically around the clock. You're yeah. doing all these different <laughs> things. You're super passionate. You're super driven. You know what you want. You're you're willing to get better. You have like a thirst for being the best you can be, but also are extremely human and honest and sweet and warm, which is like, that's my favorite quality in a person is warmth. I feel like you don't get that enough with people. And I only want to be around warm people for the rest of my life. So the final hiring process with you was really easy because I think we also had the same goals. It's like you really want to be a podcaster and a host and a producer. And I felt like I could help get you closer to your dream, which is whenever I hire someone, I only want to hire them if I can help them get closer to what they ultimately want to do, even if it's not with me. So anyway, welcome, (laughs) Rachel, to the show. So happy to have you here and in my life and in my work. Yes, thank you for having me. And that was awesome. I mean, everything you hit, I remember all of that, you know, with you wanting to hire somebody who you could connect with and everything that was, you know, something that sparked my interest and my excitement to be working with you. So thank you. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. I think that one of the main qualities in you that I love is you really take on the show as your own as well, which weirdly, it's kind of hard to find people who will like hold it up as something that also they own, because as long as you're working on this show, you are part of its success. I'm not even going to say the word failure because we don't believe in that here, honey buns, (laughs) but you are part of every success it has. Like, Anyone that it reaches, like you have a thumbprint on that. And I think not enough people when they're working with someone really understand how much it means for somebody to also take ownership in that and be like as proud of it as you are. I mean, I really think that's the only way you can stay connected with it. You're always talking to me about, you know, when we write the intro and outros, you're saying, do it in my voice, do it in my voice. And I have to be connected to it if I want to make it yours and also make it mine too. Because, yeah. you know, the amount of times I've given the podcast feedback and stuff, I can't do that if I don't know it. And being connected to it and making it, you know, half mine too, that just helps me do my job. Yeah. Well, you're great at it. And I think, I mean, that's why it's interesting to me when you said I'm not good at taking feedback because for me, it's like if you weren't good at taking feedback, we couldn't work together because 
I like to hire people for heart and train for the exact skill I need. And for me, you are all heart. And I'm like, I know whatever I teach this girl, she's going to be fine with and get eventually because her heart is in the right place. She's a hard worker. She's passionate about it and she gets it. But like, you can't teach people those things, but you can teach pretty much anything else if the person's intelligent, which you are. Hello, Dean's List, (laughs) I saw on the Facebook profile. Yes, it was hard, (laughs) but I did it. And a lot of people gave me shit for it because- For being on the Dean's List? Yeah, well- I was on the Dean's List every semester, Rachel. Take pride. Well, no, I do take pride, (laughs) but it was more of me being like a journalism major. And I Uh think in today's society, like- you go on TikTok and you hear all these like stories about, oh, which major has it the easiest? And so journalism is one of those ones that everybody looks at as like the easiest one. And it's really not. It like, is not easy. Of, it's a lot of hard work with projects. I mean, you're constantly doing big projects. I mean, video projects and editing, writing articles. You're doing it all, baby. I mean, you can't you can't call that easy. You really can't. Well, like I told you, I dropped out of journalism. I was in one day of the class that I think you're in now. 108. Yeah. Oh, is that next semester for you? Um, No, I took that last year. Yeah. Oh, journal 208. Is that the one where they weed people out? Uh, Could be. Okay. It was like the second level. Like I took 108, loved it. I had this amazing teacher. She passed away. Her name was Bonnie. I can't remember her last name, but her first name was Bonnie. She had the greatest saying, marry young, marry often. Unfortunately, I didn't sure. take her advice. <laughs> But I always thought about that and it made me feel like less scared because I'm like, to me, what the takeaway from that was basically, you know, even if you make a mistake, it's fine. You can just do it over again. Not that we should take marriage lightly, but I thought it was funny. funny. But I love that class. And then I had the second level class and I got into it and there was a rule where if you got one grammatical error wrong in any article you wrote, you dropped by a half grade. Yeah, I know that one. I remember walking out of that class and being like, I can't do this because if I don't want to make it through this class, there's no way I'm going to make it through this profession. And I think I need to switch my major. And then I did switch it like two days later to communication. You're not the only one. I swear that class, I've been taking it. I don't know if I'll have to take it probably, but it really sucks because it's like that was a writing class. And if you're working on something else like podcasting and stuff you know some of us aren't the best when it comes to grammar or AP style so why drop a grade that low I mean it's all about learning you're literally there to learn how are we learning if we're worrying about our grade the entire time like I just don't get it well like that's just so extreme and it's just not how it would even work in the real world like if you misplaced a comma your boss wouldn't be like I'm docking your pay by ten thousand dollars you know yeah so exactly I get grades as a marker of how much you understand a concept or how hard you've worked but that seems like way way too extreme you know yeah so but I guess that's part of why Michigan State is one of the top in the country for journalism so oh I guess we should state too (laughs) you go to Michigan (laughs) State and I met you through one of my old colleagues slash mentors at MSU who introduced you to me he works on the impact And he's like, I have the perfect person for you. So (laughs) it was really nice to know that we know people in common. You, you went to my, or you're going to my alma mater. Um, And I think you're in like a really unique position doing this job while you're a student. 
Like what for you are some of the benefits and some of the struggles of doing a position like this, that's on a professional level in the industry you want to work in while being a student. And I also know you're juggling two other jobs, I think. Yes. Yes. I was going to mention, you know, I'm basically working three jobs and doing school. And you know, it's funny because all my other jobs, they're all related to podcasting. And I came into college thinking I was only going to do radio and it was radio where my mom was really big on me doing TV anchoring. And it just didn't take me in that path. It was really Mm -hmm. just podcast came to me. So yeah, it is a lot, you know, I'm working on my podcast two hours each night. And then I'm a podcast coordinator. So I'm, you know, trying to find time to teach other people how to podcast and setting up a whole podcast. And that's a lot of work, especially through impact, because, you know, we don't just take any podcast because we have so many, we have to be picky with it. And impact is a student radio station. And now also the podcasting network at Michigan State. And we have so much. I mean, it's not just radio and stuff. There's photography and, you know, visual media. They do videography and stuff. And we have graphics, art. You could literally do anything at the impact. It's amazing. But yeah, it's just with juggling all of it, I'm trying my best. I have to keep on a schedule. I'm a really organized person. I keep an agenda with me. I have a calendar, constantly writing things down. I'm not too big on like keeping everything on my laptop when it comes to, you know, what I need to do, like my tasks. But yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that helped me is really just keeping a schedule and being organized. Well, you're doing great. We've been all over the place with figuring out my schedule because I also do so many things. I will say like having this packed schedule at your age, while it's stressful for sure, is preparing you for life because as somebody who is in this you're going to be in the entertainment industry, you know, Mm -hmm. in some form and news, but news is kind of entertainment now, Um, (laughs) you know, true. (laughs) it's helpful to have the ability to multitask and like switch your brain from one area to the next, to the next. What would be your advice for somebody out there, whether they're a student or not, who is doing multiple things? Like you, you mentioned an agenda, like, is there anything else you do? I know you mentioned too, like trying to figure out how to balance mental health with this can be difficult. Like what's your advice for someone kind of in a similar boat? I would totally say making time for yourself. That is so important. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that. And I was actually just working on a project with this, like bringing more positivity into a student body. And I'm asking people, you know, what are things that we can do to help this? And they're saying, well, if professors gave us a break, if the university gave us a break, and we actually have fall break happening Monday and Tuesday. So we get a long weekend, which is You have a fall break? Yes. It's new this year. First year. Yes. So... I think making time, having that time for yourself will really help and doing the things you love, changing your routine. I'm a big advocate for working out. I love to just get a little workout in if that's, you know, running or um, just working on my abs or something. I don't care. I just love it. And it makes me feel accomplished. Like if I don't work out, I feel like I'm just sitting at home doing nothing, even though I'm working. So yeah, making time for yourself, I would say. That's a good one. And okay, I'm really curious because when I was in college, which feels like 900 years ago, I was uh, (laughs) like Twitter existed and Facebook existed, but the world that you live in now is so different. And I honestly don't know how you all in your generation have managed to grow up with self-esteem because 
the way that the internet works right now, it's just ripe for feeling bad about yourself. And if you don't have like 200 million followers, you feel like, well, why? Like, I feel like this at my age, but like, if I had had to grow up with this kind of mentality of like getting likes and followers and all that, I don't think I would be okay. So first I'm curious from your perspective, like, how do you think having the internet and the internet that you've had, because you're, are you 19? Yes, I'm 19. 19. Okay. So like, how do you feel like having the internet all throughout your life in the way it's existed has affected you emotionally and mentally to be thinking in like followers and likes from the time you're a kid? Like, how has that affected your self-esteem and even what you want to do in the world? That's a really good question. Actually really hard. I wasn't somebody who was super popular and I didn't really learn a lot from like my older sister and stuff on how, you know, to do my hair and to do my makeup and stuff. And that's what everybody was doing. I mean, by the time we went to middle school, everybody knew how to French braid. I didn't know how to French braid. You would see that all over social media. And anytime I would see that, I would start comparing myself to people. And I still do sometimes, like with my hair and stuff. Like I'm very committed to keeping my hair like very blonde. I know I'm a blonde. I love it. You know, I am dirty blonde originally, but you know, I want to keep it that platinum because I think it's popular and I don't even know why, but it's like, if I fail at that, I feel like it hurts me so much. Huh? Yeah. But yeah, you know, still looking at social media and kind of comparing myself to people. It was really hard. It's hard at any age. It's just like the reason I asked this is because I can't imagine being like a developing brain at that age thinking that the only way or not the only way, but maybe one of the main ways to get validation is through how other people perceive you. Like you already feel that way in high school because that's just how it is because high school is inherently that way. But then you Mm -hmm. add on this layer. And I used to compare social media being like, it's like a magazine of everybody, you know, Yeah, it's like a magazine. And if your article isn't read the most, you can very easily feel like shit about yourself. And it's not true, but it, it is interesting. Like I actually even have more respect for your generation, knowing that you had to grow up through that. It's like almost, it's like a low level trauma. Having yeah. having to believe that your self-worth comes from likes and follows. No, it's true. And, you know, I think it's something that we just kind of grow up with, too. Like, we kind of weren't taught another side to looking at other people on social media. Like, we weren't taught to, you know, look at them as not a comparison. And right. so... Because your parents didn't have the tool books. Like, right. this is a completely new thing. Yeah. So it's it's hard to guide someone through something you've never been through. Exactly. Yes. So like, I know you wanted to also talk because we're kind of on the topic of mental health right now to talk about mental health. So what are some things that you're going through right now? Because I'm so proud of you that at such a young age, you're already thinking about this stuff. I've shared my mental health journey many times on the show. When I was in high school, I went to my mom was like, mom, I think I need to do therapy. And she's like, really? And it was never talked about again. People didn't use words like anxiety, depression, mental health as much when I was your age. So I'm just so happy for you that you have this kind of awareness, but take me through kind of what you're experiencing, what some of your struggles are right now. And yeah, I just want to hear kind of what you're going through. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you said that about your mom because I was the same exact way when I was in high school. And 
we would hear the words, you know, depression, anxiety, taking a mental health day. And that all sounded like BS to me. Yeah. Because even when I was in high school, I had a full schedule. I was always used to doing something. I had a job on top of sports and schoolwork. So I've been used to working so much. And I think that I just didn't realize that mental health needed to be put into my schedule. And I became really depressed. I remember I had like the worst summer of my life going into college. It was really hard, especially knowing that my life had a change. Like I'm not too far from home. I'm only about an hour and a half. But still, I was leaving my family. My best friend, who is my identical twin sister, was going up to northern Michigan. You have an identical twin? I do. You this didn't know that? This is a bombshell. No. Yes. No, that at all. Yes. That's I amazing. Do. Yes. And she was going to Northern, which is Northern is six plus hours up in the UP. So you can imagine this is like the only person I could actually open up to fully. We didn't have a lot of friends when we were younger. So yeah, it was really hard leaving everybody, especially her. So college was really hard. The only way to move on and become happy and know I need to be happy was to really focus on mental health, knowing that the words depression, anxiety, and stress were things that were happening in my life. And luckily, I had a really smooth college transition. You know, I met my boyfriend who we just went on a year of dating and we had, yes, yes, he is my best friend and he's great. I met him. I had my best friend as my roommate and we met our suite mates and we were really close and I was starting to become distracted with things. You know, I was getting busier with having a social life plus a school life. And of course, I wasn't having all these jobs. You know, I only had the one job when I started with Impact when I was a freshman. Because you're a sophomore now. I am a sophomore, yeah. yes. I started with Impact my freshman year. So it wasn't too much, like it wasn't a lot of work. And plus, I had an editor. My podcast is basically, um, it's called The State. It's a news podcast, which I take information and in the, in the articles from the state news every day and make a podcast out of it. I like report three stories a day. And I had an editor who got all of my script together. So I didn't really have to worry about too much time. I mean, it definitely took, you know, recording and editing and uploading that. Mm-hmm. That took a little bit of time. But yeah, so my time was definitely a little bit more open to create more mental health time for myself. And Now I'm noticing it's just, it's really hard, especially during the week working with three jobs and, you know, schoolwork and stuff. So I really have to focus on what I need to get done first before I can start working on myself, which, you know, it sounds like that's the bad way to go, but sometimes I'll even like incorporate it. Like I really have to incorporate. I know it's confusing, but... You know, I notice if I'm working on schoolwork for like an hour or two, my brain gets really crazy. I don't know what I'm working on at that point. And I'll go on my phone for a little while or I'll just walk around my apartment or get some water or something just to kind of calm myself down and let it relax. And that's just kind of my steps to getting a healthier mental health, I guess. And that's what I'll try and work on. And then at the nighttime, you know, by six, seven o'clock, that's when I try and just stop all my work and spend time with my boyfriend or do the things I love to do, working out or going for walks. So yeah, I think just creating a designated time at night is something that helps me as well. Yeah. And I would also recommend, you know, this is something I've only started doing 
in my old age, but <laughs> no, you're but, not uh, old. Stop it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not old, but it's just like, it's crazy to me that this much time has gone by between college and now, like I still feel in my head, like I graduated college yesterday, but it's been over a decade, which is just wild. And it goes by in a flash. So yeah, I, I would say two things. If I was giving, you know, advice to my younger self, number one, it's like, yes, we all have deadlines in life and we need to hit them, but you can take like five to 15 minutes at the beginning of every day just for you. You know, whether that's like meditating or praying or journaling or going on a walk or whatever it is, like having some sort of, I call it a foundation for the day makes all the difference because then when life comes at you, which it always does, at least once in every day, something will come at me that if I was in the wrong frame of mind, it could destroy me. And doing those things at the beginning of the day gives it less of a chance to knock me over. Like I just have a little bit stronger footing, like my feet are planted in the ground a little bit more firmly so that when the big wrecking ball comes my way, it could knock me over, but it's a lot less likely to. And then the other thing I would say is college goes by really, really quickly. And like, I don't know, I felt like the whole time I was just like racing to get one thing done after that. And you know, I still suffer from this in my life. So I'm telling you both as from the point of view of somebody who's lived it, but also who needs to live it more now, but especially for you, it goes by really quickly and you have every right to enjoy this time. Yeah. You are already a hard worker. You're already really talented. You're already doing so many things that most people don't do until like, I didn't get started in podcasting until I was 26. Yeah. You know, that's the blessing out of it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you're so far ahead is what I'm saying. Like you have three jobs, but it's not like you're like somewhere doing a random job, you know, mm-hmm. like in customer service. Yeah. You're doing the things you want to do already, which is incredible and rare. And so, I mean, I think everybody is worthy of loving themselves <laughs> and of spare time, but you really are because you're doing the things that you want to do already to take you on your professional journey. So I think you're really hard on yourself from what I'm hearing and I you deserve <laughs> some grace from yourself. I'm glad you said that because I've been trying a lot to do more things that I love to do. And like, I'll take Saturdays, like Saturdays, I don't work at all. I try to not work. And those are like my football days. Like my Yay. boyfriend works for MSU football. So I have to go to the games, but I love to go to the games. I love to watch football um, and especially root on MSU. And, you know, my family loves to go to Cedar Point. We have season passes every year. We've had them since like 2013. And so, you know, that's something we're doing this weekend. Like we're going to go as a family and just get family time in because we haven't seen each other. I've been really stressed out. You know, like I've said, it's really hard just trying to find that time. So creating a weekend or just a day to not do anything. Yeah, totally. Because I look back on my college career and I worked really hard like you. I mean, I was in, I got two degrees, a BFA in acting and a BA in communication. I was in classes from like eight or 9 a.m. until like 5 p.m. most days. Maybe I'd have like a little break in between. Then I would go to do rehearsal and then I would work on, on the impact. And sometimes that would take me up. Like I didn't work at the impact every day like you, but sometimes I would take me up to like two in the morning and then I'd start it over again the next day. And I was perfectly happy in my head. In your head at at that time doing that. But I look back on it and I was like, man, like I was very blessed and privileged that my parents helped me with school. So I didn't have as much pressure on me. I'm like, I put so much pressure on myself that actually didn't need to be there. 
And yes, it set me up to be the hard worker I am today, but also I probably could have worked a little less hard and still gotten just as much done. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what I kind of try and tell myself too. It's like, what am I really stressing over? Like, you know, am I doing these things that I love to do? I have to, and I have to enjoy college because I didn't really enjoy high school. Like I let it, you know, get filled with so many things. I was working. Like I said, I had a full job when I was in high school. Like my parents really pushed me to get a job when I was 16. And I, you know, cause I drove and everything I could get to work reliably. So I let high school just fly by. And so when we graduated, I was like, oh my gosh, I literally don't have a childhood anymore. I'm an adult. <laughs> and so now I'm yeah. kind of like in college, yes, you're an adult, but you you're can kind fake of... adult. It's the yes. best time because of yes. that. Like Karen Lee Potter said, you know, I don't, exactly. I don't agree yes. with her entirely that college is the best time of your life because I think no. that's like a sad thought. Because if that's true, then you've got nowhere to go but down from here. That's not... I don't, I hope that's not not true. Like I've had good times since college, but college is a uniquely beautiful time because it's all the best parts of adulthood and none of the worst parts. Yeah. And you're really finding yourself even because you're experimenting. You're trying, you're seeing what you want, you love to do. You're seeing who you interact with the best. And so, yeah, it really is a great time. I wouldn't say, I mean, I don't know, maybe right now it's the best time of my life. I like it way more than grade school and stuff, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Grade school is the best time of my life. I don't know, man. Maybe I had a different one, but no, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't (laughs) like, I mean, Uh, I was a child, like there was, it was good, but like, if that's the best time of your life, fuck, that sucks. Yeah, really. <laughs> no, actually, like, second grade was the worst year of my entire life. Uh, the worst. I remember hating, like, elementary school and stuff because you can't drive. You get the summertime. <laughs> Not even close. Work. No, your parents have to work. You're wanting to go to, like, the mall or hang out with your friends, and you can't get anywhere. Like, we lived by 7-Eleven, a Dairy Queen for fun, my sisters and I would go get like extra large ice creams and like not finish them, dump them in the grass. And like, you know, that was our fun summer. Like <laughs> unleash your inner creative. <laughs> yes. I mean, we did grow up with a pool. That's a plus. Oh my God. Rachel that helped. I'm sorry. That is the pinnacle of living. The, the, <laughs> when I was looking for my condo out here, I was like, must have a pool. If it doesn't have a pool, I will not even consider You're it. You're out. Yes. <laughs> because growing up, the only thing I wanted in life, it's weird. I was blessed with so many things, but I never had a pool and I never had a swing set. Like we did have a swing set too. We did. You had it. That is the pinnacle of life. So I just, <laughs> whatever you do after college, I just hope you can have a pool. And if you want yes, a swing set, maybe I hope if you want kids someday, maybe you'll get them. That's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> So tell me, like, what do you think you can do to allow yourself to still be driven? Like, you're kind of going through the same thing I am, but like the college version of it, where I'm like, how can I still be driven and still want these big dreams, but not beat myself up along the way and not think that my whole self-worth depends on whether or not I get them? How do you think you can do that for yourself for the phase of life you're in? I think really it's like, looking to the future because like I know eventually I'll have one job maybe it will be you know a nine to five which is okay that's what I want but I know I'll be able to make choices that I'm not able to make right now I mean I could say right now I want to quit school I want to go back home 
and just take the easy route. But I really don't like that's just not what I want to do. And, you know, literally today I had like the worst morning in my journalism class. Like I was trying to get interviews and nobody would help me and do an interview for me. And my professor basically told me to like screw off. I'd have to do it later. Can I do an interview with you? I'm I'm happy to do it. Yeah, really? (laughs) No, I'll pretend to be a student. And it had to be in person. It wasn't even like I could call up somebody. Like, no, it had to be in person. And, you know, I literally walked out of the classroom and I was trying not to cry. I called my boyfriend. I'm like, I literally don't know what I'm supposed to do. Nobody's helping me. And, you know, one thing that I care about is like getting each assignment done. And it's like, eventually I know I'm not going to have that much stress on me. Like I'll have help with a job. And so... Yeah, I really just look forward to that time. (laughs) Well, first of all, I'm really sorry to hear that your teacher and your class were unsupportive because that's the exact opposite of what education should be. Um, Yeah, it is. Like at least give somebody an opportunity. Maybe they won't succeed once they get the opportunity or maybe they'll need direction, but give them the opportunity to succeed. It would be like if I gave you an assignment and you didn't know how to do it. And I was like, well, screw you, Rachel, figure it out. Yeah, that's basically, I mean, he didn't say it like that, but that was how it went down. Like I was focusing on the president leaving. Our president just resigned last week. Of the school? Yes. And there was a bunch of things happening. That's been a very fraught position recently, hasn't it? Yes. And so I was like, oh, it was a really quick assignment. We had to find like five people to interview just like you know, whatever question, whatever news we wanted. And so I thought, oh, I'll just walk around, ask people what their, you know, reactions were to it. So the communications building is like kind of on the edge of campus there. And so I walked into campus to find people and so many people turned me down. And it was either they didn't know that he was resigning, they didn't feel like they were qualified to answer, or, you know, they're studying and stuff. It was literally a 30 second question. That was it. And so it was really difficult and it really brought down my confidence. Mm. I would say I'm a people person. Like I am very warming when it comes to meeting people. You know, I approach them as if they're like my best friend and, you know, seeing people look at me like I'm an animal or I'm a weird person for asking if they can answer a basic question about our university that could really help us. It was hard. And so then going back to the professor and saying, you know, can I just interview somebody from the class or is there somebody that, you know, you could help me with? And he's saying, well, how are you approaching them? How are you doing this? I told him how I approached them and he was like, well, then you're going to have to do it at a different time. I'm like, but I have right now to do it. Well, if I was like coaching you or like, you know, teaching you yeah, and you couldn't figure something out, I would ask you how you did it. And then I would give you advice on how you can do it differently if that wasn't working. And And I don't understand why he, instead of giving you advice, just said, basically figure it out. F you. Yeah. The people that you ask though, like I am curious because your generation has gone through so much given that the pandemic was raging at the end of your senior year and like these formative years and like people of all ages have really shut down. I think like they're more fearful than they used to be to talk to someone, to talk to a stranger, to get close to other people. We're, I think we've gone into ourselves. We're more closed off. Like I even noticed like when I go out, sometimes I get tired more easily than I used to because I was just used to conserving all my energy being at home. You know, and that's so weird because we have more interactions with people than we do with 
having time at home, like during the quarantine, not being with people. Right. And so I don't understand how that changed so much. Like I'm the same way, you know, definitely like, would I take a Zoom over going in class? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. Not maybe crazy. it's la- Maybe it's laziness. I have no idea. Well, I think we just got used to the ease of that. Yeah. Like, it's just easier than going somewhere, getting ready, taking the shower. You know what I mean? Yes. So. Yes. But I think there's a hair of that. But like, I think too, like when you ask somebody something, you're like, oh, I don't feel qualified. It's like, oh, actually, you don't have to be qualified. I just want to know what you think. And that's exactly what I said. I said, you know, we're students. I'm just looking for, do you think things could, you know, drastically change? Do you think that we have the same type of future that Stanley gave to us, which is the president now? So yeah, it was just like really difficult. Well, it sounds like that was frustrating. I had a frustrating morning too. So, Rachel, I hope you'll be on the show more often. Like, I really like incorporating you, especially since this is what you want to do. And I think you've got a great perspective. Also, I don't know that many people in your age range. And so you give me a really interesting, different perspective than I have. And I I appreciate that. But what would you say, you know, you've learned so far from working on the show and working with me? And what do you hope to learn? I mean, I would say, oh, yeah, the basics of podcasting and stuff. Really growing up and being a human being. I mean, (laughs) because like you said, I'm still young and I'm getting into this really early, which is great. But I think that learning how I can incorporate my work into my living style and stuff or keeping them two different lives is the biggest thing that I can learn because you know how to... I don't know. Do you incorporate your living into your work? I mean, oh, I have not been a historically great person with work life balance. Like, that's <laughs> not been my thing. Yeah. But through the pandemic, that's what I really learned. I realized if I don't prioritize my personal life, it's not just going to magically someday like happen for me. And that for me, being a person and like having fun and joy and connecting with people is just as important as my career because for what we're doing, if we don't have skills in that area and if we don't have experiences in that area, it's pretty impossible to create something interesting and honest because what are you basing it off of? What life experience are you basing it off of? Just working all the time? That's snooze fest. No one cares. People want to know about people who have real lives. And so especially for me, I I don't do as much new stuff. I do more personality driven and like self-improvement work and then also my music. But it's really important. It's something I still struggle with a lot. Like I spend many evenings working and I recognize that in the next five years, I want to have a child. And so that's not going to be possible anymore. You know, like I'm going to have to make a choice, which is why I'm in this kind of limbo stage right now of like, I'm doing all these things. I feel like Mm -hmm. because I'm doing so many things, I'm not doing any of them particularly. Well, I'm doing them well, but I'm not doing them to my level or what I think I could do if I just really zoned in on one. But I'm torn because I also think it's good to have a lot of things. So yeah, long story short from that rambling, you can tell I'm still struggling (laughs) with it at 30, 30. (laughs) No, that's why I love you. I mean, see, you're still learning and you're teaching me what you're learning. So it's great. Oh, well, I'm happy. And I I mean, it means a lot to me, too, because I told you, what was that thing you did about Jurassic Park for your class? Like, oh, 
Oh, yeah. So so let me set this up first. I was searching (laughs) every so often just to like make sure that like my brand, I'm putting that in quotes (laughs) if you want to call it that, is like coherent. And there's not like I was telling Rachel when I first moved here, I was doing like every acting gig I could do, every like small music gig I could do. And sometimes, honestly, I was a lot younger. I wasn't that good. And, and so like, I want to make sure that it's like to the standard of what I'd want out there today. So sometimes every so often I'll like Google myself or like type my name into YouTube and I randomly type my name into YouTube, like maybe two weeks ago. And I saw this video with Rachel's face on it. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and I started watching it and she was talking about me being in like Jurassic Park world, but it was really sweet. And <laughs> I think too, like one thing that managers don't talk about enough is that like they're really concerned with how their employees view them. And like me personally, I always want to be a positive force in anyone who I work with's life, especially if it's a person I've directly hired to my company. And so it really made me feel so good because I was like, you know, I've given you a lot of notes just because I've been doing this for so long now. And it's like, I have a particular taste and I want you to be able to edit to my taste and also be able to incorporate this into any other professional endeavor you do. And so I always worry because I'm super sensitive and I feel like you are too, you know, how Mm -hmm. I would take it if I were in your shoes and making sure that I'm like giving enough positive reinforcement because you're doing a lot of things right. But I also want to tell you where we can improve and grow. And so anyway, seeing that was just like, oh, I think I'm actually having the impact I want to have. And I felt very honored. So explain what the hell I watched because I loved yes. it, but I still don't know what it was. Well, first off, you are making the impact because I would not have done it on you if, if I thought any differently. But yeah, so I'm taking a creative thinking course right now and it's online. Which first of all, is so cool that that exists. Yeah. And everybody told me it was, like, weird. They're like, oh, my gosh, is this going to be, like, just, you know, common sense? I'm like, maybe, but maybe we need a refresher on it. (laughs) But, yeah, so we did this project, and we had to pick a person. It could literally be anybody. Mm -hmm. It could be a popular actress. It could be your cousin. It didn't matter. And we had to put them in this, like, creative thinking space. And if they were a history legend for creative thinking – you know, how would they make an impact or something? So the first part of the assignment was like a Google slide. I, you know, put your picture on there from Google. I said who you are, all the things you've done. You're amazing and talented and just talked really highly on you. And then I kind of had to explain just, you know, why you would be the best fit for that. And, you know, I explained how in your podcast, you bring in so many different people and you're really listening to what they have to say in their experiences, but you're also incorporating your own experiences into it. And it's a learning experience for you and your interviewee. So I talked about that. And then the second part of it was altering the universe. So I had to alter the universe in some way. And, you know, like I said, I was a radio geek and I had my little geeky things and I'm a big Jurassic Park, Jurassic World fan. And so I decided to alter the universe and put you in (laughs) Jurassic World. And I'm a scientist in this universe. I love it. You are. You're a, if people want to check it out, go for it. Well, I was going to say, Rachel, (laughs) if you're comfortable with it, I think we should lift the audio and put it at the very end of the episode after the outro. I mean, I guess so, sure. <laughs> I want people I didn't to hear really... it. It was so cute. At least a portion. 
But like, you know yeah. how many times it took me to take that? I took that like four times. I deleted it from YouTube too. Try uploading a five minute video from your phone to your laptop and then uploading it to YouTube. That's a freaking long process. And I did it because I couldn't get it perfect. I was like, this has to be perfect. You know, it's public. Even if Lauren sees it, if somebody sees it, I can't talk weird about it. Yeah, I did that. So I loved it. It was it honestly like I think I was having a hard day when I found it. And I was like, (laughs) I am making an impact in the world. Like, I think that that's the thing that people most underestimate especially in the world of social media where people go viral on tiktok for like eating a pickle like you feel (laughs) you feel like you know i'm not resonating because i'm not reaching millions of people but you have no idea how much of a difference you can make in one person's life and how that will resonate throughout the world and it just made it really clear to me that maybe i don't have like the wide swath of resonance that I could have or that I desire to have someday. Like I'm not like these people I work with where I have millions of followers, but the fact that I was like making that much of a resonance in your life and like potentially there are other people out there like that too, that you felt compelled to make a video about me in your class. Like, I just want you to know how much it meant to me and how seen it made me feel and how excited I was. Now, there was one thing you said in the video that I want to ask you about. You okay, were like, okay. she's not the president. Definitely not the president. No, you're not. Especially in this world. No, there is no democracy here. Oh, there's no democracy. <laughs> okay, so it was kind of weird to explain that because they were like, they need to be like, you know, a high figure. Like, yeah. they can't be you know, just a nobody or somebody who's like, you know, part of everybody else's group. But I was like, no, she's not going to be a president. Like she's going to be seen as a role model and somebody who can guide us. Like, I don't want her as a president. Okay. That makes sense. Cause that's how you (laughs) like, you think of the president basically as like, they haven't been so great recently. Yeah. They may be a leader, but like everything they do, I don't want you to be like, okay, what I say goes. No. Right. Okay. Okay. I like that. So now I'm more on board with that because I was like, I want to be the president though. (laughs) Why can't I be the president? No, you don't. Not in this world. Nope. (laughs) If I'm altering the universe, we're going to change it up. Lead scientist is better than president in this universe. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And let me see what has working with you taught me so many things. Well, just what I said, like the resonance that you can have with one person, but like your passion and enthusiasm for the show has also taken me by surprise because 
even though I've had a lot of success in my career, I feel like I fought for a lot of it. And like, I really feel like I've had to fight to get people to believe in me. That's why I say at the end of every episode, I believe in you because I think that having somebody who believes in you can be the difference between you living your life and dreams and not. And so I really, I try my best to be that for every person I meet. Like if I see something in them, I say it, I try to honor that. I try to honor who they are and illuminate it back to them and help them get closer to their dreams. But the fact that you as such a young person and as somebody working with me really sees that in me and also is like sharing it on your socials and like telling people about it and doing it in the class. Like it's just made me feel just on the right track. Like hiring you and working with you has made me realize I'm on the right track and like how much I love mentoring people. Like I really, really do. And seeing you grow has like shown me, okay, I'm actually good at this. Like you've helped me build my confidence as a mentor and as a coach because Mm. you had all the skills it took, but you just needed to figure out how to finesse them. And we're still learning. Like it's a learning process, but I take a chance on you because people took chances on me. My first boss, Serena created a position at Sirius XM for me when I had nothing on my resume. I didn't know how to edit. I didn't know like basically anything. I was just a kid with like raw passion and raw talent And she saw that and created a position for me. And I've had other mentors like Kevin Undergaro, who introduced me to Serena because he saw that same thing in me. And Kevin always said to me, hire for passion, train for skill. And so I really took that to heart and really believe in that. And for me, my first producer, Emily, was like a great example of that. And now you have come in and also proven me right twice that even though it's harder, because it does suck at first, because like when you first start, and I hope that you do this someday too, when you first start working with somebody whose skill level is like still growing, you end up having to do two or three times more work in the beginning. But once you train them and get through that hump of the first few months, it gets so much easier for you. And you have not only like an employee, but a partner in what you're doing. Yeah. I I totally can agree with that because it was hard for me too. I mean, we started off, you know, like you said, you had your break, so I wasn't sure what to expect and I had to really educate myself with the podcasts and stuff. And then, you know, we started, had a little bit of a miss with the first one. It wasn't terrible, but I think, you know, because I had a different editing style and I, we didn't really discuss like, you know, how to specifically edit. And, you know, with your podcast, the beauty of it is that, you know, you just let it breeze. There are still things we edit, but you know, it is really a conversation between two people. And I was really used to just editing one voice. So I had to learn how to adapt to that. And I do feel like I have a partner with this and I feel like I, have a new friend that I can, you know, talk to if I need help and stuff. So I'm never scared to ask you anything and be honest about it. Yeah. And honestly, I just want to help you like not have to go through any of the pain that I've gone through in my life and career. (laughs) You know, like it's just, it's inspiring to work with. And maybe this is like a little bit of how people feel like when they have kids or like a niece or a nephew or a a younger sibling, you know that because you've got a younger one. But like, I just want to help you get where you want to go and help you not have to make any of the mistakes I've made. (laughs) And I love you for that. I love you for that. Oh my gosh. That warms my heart because, you know, in this industry, you don't meet a lot of people like you. You really don't, you know, working at the impact, I got really lucky that I could be working for a station that 
did want to give me a chance and care about me. I mean, I knew Jeremy, who is a station manager who Lauren knows that was her mentor and stuff when she was there. But, you know, he brought me in like I was family to it. I felt so connected before I even started. So, yeah. And the same thing with you. I feel like it's just it's really been a great connection. Rachel, what is your biggest dream and how can I and our listeners support you in that? My biggest dream, you know, if you would have asked me that when I was starting this, I would have said, oh, radio broadcasting. That's it. I want to be on the radio. You know, my favorite radio broadcaster was Mojo in the Morning. That was my show. Loved it. Which is a local Detroit show, morning show. It is. Love it. Yes. And he came to my school. It was great. But now I think my biggest dream isn't specifically for a career, but it's working with people who see the person I am, see the passion I have, and want to teach me more and finding just a place that I belong. I think that is my biggest dream. Mm. Rachel, you're so you you're way ahead. You know, you're doing really, really good. (laughs) Honestly. Thank you. I've always said I'm willing to work hard for what I want to do. And I know it can take me to big places, so. It can and it will. Oh, I also want to say one other thing that actually Timmy, my boyfriend, advised me on when I was trying to explain like the writing style to you because I was like, write it in my voice, write it in my voice. He's like, well, that might sound really weird to her, Lauren, because that was the advice I was given when I was learning how to write in someone else's voice. Mm -hmm. He's like, that might sound really weird to her. Why don't you have her write it in your voice, then tweak it to yours so she can see how to you know, make that copy shift. And honestly, after that, the writing of the raps, which is like the little intro thing that you'll hear me do listener, a little intro thing you'll hear me do at the top. And then the outro at the end of the show, it became so much easier. So anyway, that was one little good tip I thought. And, uh, and sometimes, you know, you're giving people advice that would make sense to you. You don't need to think about what would make sense to you. Think about what would make sense to them. The same way I was asking Rachel to write in my voice. I also need, when I'm like mentoring her, coaching her as in my editor, like what will make sense to her? Don't think about what will make sense to you. Think about what will make sense to your mentee or your employee or your co-producer, whatever it is. So that's just a little tidbit. But Rachel, I love you. And I believe in you. And I'm so grateful that we're working together on the show. And I can't wait to see all the things we'll do. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. I'm so happy. Thank you for listening. And thanks to my editor, Rachel Fulton, for coming on her first Unleash episode. You can follow her at Rach E. Fulton. That's R-A-C-H-E-E-F-U-L-T-O-N. Check out her podcast, The State, by searching The State, The Impact, wherever you get your podcasts, and listen to Michigan's number one college radio station, The Impact 89FM, on 89FM if you're in the mid-Michigan area, or online if you're not. Thank you to Liz Full for the show's theme music. You can follow her at Liz Full. And again, thank you. If you like what you heard today, remember to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Share the show with a friend and post about it on social media. Tag me at Lauren LaGrasso and at Unleash Your Inner Creative and Rachel at Rachie Fulton, and we will repost to share our gratitude. My wish for you this week is that you have a willingness to be a mentor and to be mentored. You never know the impact it could have on someone else's life and yours. And if and when you get to hire someone, hire for heart and train for skill. 
You can't teach someone how to be passionate, kind, hardworking, smart, and to care. Anything else can be taught. I love you, and I believe in you. Talk with you next week.